As a strong, independent mother, there is nothing that will get in the way of your child's safety. Soberlink understands the importance of peace of mind when it comes to co-parenting after a divorce. Using the highest quality technology and with features like facial recognition and real-time results, moms like you are empowered with proof that your child is safe. Navigating life post-divorce can be difficult, and having a tool like Soberlink allows for one less thing to stress about. I created this community to provide support for divorced moms like me, which is why I partnered with Soberlink to create this resource, Tips for Single Moms Returning to Work. To access the guide, visit www.soberlink.com forward slash MMO. This week on Moms Moving On. Betrayal is a loss. It's a grieving process that that happens from being hit with something that was very often unexpected. Even if we have, you know, a little inkling somewhere, it we're, most of the time people are somewhat blindsided. So betrayal is a loss. It's a hit at our sense of self. It's a hit at what we consider to be real. I generally tend to err on the side of telling kids the truth, but there is truth that is age appropriate. I don't need to tell your five-year-old that, you know, your father or your mother had an affair and left. Now, a 12-year-old knows that father or mother left. A 12-year-old is going to say, well, where'd they go? Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Moms Moving On. I'm your host, Michelle, and today I have a new friend on the podcast. Her name is Gilza Fort Martinez, and she's a licensed Latina family and couples therapist specializing in conflict resolution, infidelity, and improving interpersonal relationships. After helping hundreds of couples throughout her more than 30 years in private practice navigate the challenges of infidelity and betrayal, Gilza understands that there is never just one path toward resolution, but that there's always hope if both sides come willingly to reconnect. I invited Gilza on the podcast because I knew that something she could really help us discuss today was how to heal from betrayal and recover trust again, not necessarily with the person who has hurt you with their infidelity, but as you move toward the future. Gilza, thank you so much for being here today. Good morning, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. I uh, love uh, being able to chat with people who who are interested in my uh, passions there. (laughs) Well, I think this is a topic I haven't really covered, probably because it isn't something I'm well-versed in, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, I I have my own trust issues from Mm -hmm. my past, Mm -hmm. my childhood, not necessarily my former marriage. So when this question comes up in my DMs or in my email... I'm always like, you know what, this is something we have to cover because there are mm-hmm. so many women who are reeling from being cheated on. And that's mm-hmm. that's a huge life event for so many people. It's a huge life event. I agree. And as you said, that that piece about having our own childhood trust issues, when it gets when that gets merged into then um, another betrayal within our life, it, it, you know, it's like a compounding, you know, almost combustible event there for, for many people. So walk me through 
a little bit about your experience and, and, and some of the patterns you've seen over and over and over again with couples who are dealing with infidelity, because I think that this will hit really close to home to a lot of listeners, whether it's ended their marriage or not, whether they themselves stepped outside of their marriage. It happens. It's common. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we have to like honor first and foremost. Yes. I mean, it, it, it really is common. And the concept of, of betrayal, you know, first and foremost, uh, Michelle, betrayal is a loss. It's, it's, it's a grieving process that, that happens um, from being hit with something that was very often unexpected. Even if we have, you know, a little inkling somewhere, it were most of the time people are somewhat blindsided. So, Betrayal is a loss. It's a hit at our sense of self. It's a hit at what we consider to be real. So regardless of who's doing the stepping out of that uh, primary relationship, uh, because, you know, there are both men and women that that do this. I primarily work with women, with women who are really trying to, you know, go from the overcoming to the becoming, so to mm-hmm. speak. Okay. And there is a variety. What the, What's the most common kind of betrayal that we always hear of? It's the sexual affair, right? Mm-hmm. The Somebody gets involved with somebody else for a whole variety of different reasons. That could be a whole other <laughs> uh, podcast as right, far right. as how come people, you know, step outside of their relationships. So the sexual one is, but there's a variety of other types of betrayals that could break a relationship. Things like financial betrayal, you know, do you have that little secret credit card that nobody knows about or or money that's hidden? Um, there could be emotional betrayal, you know, do you have somebody who's like your confidant and it, and it isn't your primary person? Is this the person you text every day, but you're person doesn't know what's going on in your head or in your heart there's what i call loyalty betrayal you know are are you my go-to person do you have my back when when you don't feel that kind of support there are a variety of different ways that we can break that initial promise you know when when we come together as a couple there's a verbal as well as a nonverbal. the nonverbal usually is bigger Right. Mm-hmm. It's a nonverbal promise to um, honor, to have fun with, to be faithful to. Sometimes we talk about this. Very often couples are all wrapped up in all of the, you know, love hormones, as, as they're called. And we don't talk about these important things, you know, like what are yeah. the things that are really relevant? So I, I find that some of the common themes are, you know, the 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 promise can be smaller things, meaning not that big, huge one that we hear about all the time. Oh, my God, they had a sexual affair. But rather, there could have been, you know, a growing pattern over time of of really not staying connected, not staying honorable with each other. And so once something does explode, the process of, of rebuilding, like you said, whether it's with the partner that that hurt you or not. The, the basic process is the rebuilding of trust with yourself. Right. I was going to say it's it's so much more of an internal job than anything else. Than anything else. Right. 
Right. So there's a variety of different ways that I try to look at it with with couples and to try to be able to get a feel for, you know, how much had they strayed from their original uh, promises, you know, promises kind of in quote. And what were the the ways that that got them to this situation of, of betrayal? Whether again, whether they come into me as a couple wanting to figure out whether they can restore this and recreate their their narrative together, or whether it's one or the other of the partners saying, "Oh my gosh, I'm devastated. Look, look what's happened, and mm-hmm. I don't know how to get out of this." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I've I've known couples who are able mm-hmm. to rebuild after this sort of thing, and mm-hmm. I've known far more that just can't. Like this is the end of the road for them. Mm-hmm. Someone is unable to or unwilling to forgive, or the other person just wants to stay with the affair partner. And every woman who I work with will say to me, I just don't think I could ever trust anybody again. Mm-hmm. And that's a loaded question because that comes like when I hear that, it's I've already been through so much and now this happened and I'm just emotionally done. So, what are the mm-hmm. steps for a woman? to rebuild that trust within herself so that she can move on and, and learn to trust again. Well, you know, I, I talk about it with my clients and, and even my friends, you know, a lot of us in, in, in our core group, as you're saying, you know, the majority of my core group of women friends, we're all divorced and we've all restarted, you know, our lives and in, in different uh, points in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but really that idea of, rebuilding trust, as you were saying, starts with that either connection, you know, that that um, getting to know yourself, maybe, you know, there's a lot of us that never really got to know ourselves, you know, we kind of went from parents' house to relationships to, you know, marriage, or it's a reconnecting of yourself. And so that the idea that I start with is first and foremost, I really want to emphasize the idea of rest. You know, uh, Michelle, the idea of resting. Um, our, our kind of hectic, uh, what do the kids call it? The hustle cu- culture, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Our, our, our hustle culture doesn't really allow us to really think that resting is okay, that it's part of the healing process. So I tell my all of my clients, right, first of all, I want you to follow your body. Right now, you're going to be exhausted. You know, mm-hmm. betrayal is a tidal wave of emotions that are flung at you at all ways, shapes, and forms. And at all times of the day and for many people, during the night, especially. So I say to them, follow your body. If you're tired, you need to rest and make that productive. Because we have that idea of, again, resting is unproductive or resting equals lazy. And in reality, resting is recharging. Yes, critical. Yes, critical. Okay. Then I talk to them about the idea of, okay, so once you're feeling more rested, we, we have to start the process of, of reflection. You know, who are you at this point? What, what life lessons could you draw from what's happened? Um, we can look at this absolutely devastating blow, the tidal wave that knocked you down. Now, what are you going to do? You got to be able to figure out how you're going to get yourself up and dust yourself off kind of thing. And so for me, that's about I have a, a lot of my clients do a, a what I call a little personal inventory, you know, tell me what's important to you. Tell me what's important to you at this point 
you know, what was important to me at 20 is not the same thing as what's important to me now. Mm -hmm. Um, And the wisdom that comes from, you know, trauma. Okay. And then we really start to talk about the process of, of resetting. So for me, the, the resetting of, and building trust is the focus on taking care of yourself, you know, you know the, the basics, sleeping, eating, movement, some kind. But then it's really about rediscovering, or like I said, some of us, it's discovering, but really rediscovering what, what makes your heart sing, you know, what, what rocks your world? What were the maybe the passions or activities that you set aside? We all do accommodations when we come together in a relationship. We all right. let go of parts of ourselves in order to be able to blend. So where did you go? What are those things? So those are the conversations that I have. I encourage them through um my, my clients will tell you that I'm kind of uh, old school with, you know, I believe in the paper and pencil, you Same. know? Yeah. I, um, I love working with millennials because I tell them, okay, here's your homework. And they whip out their phone. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Let me give you a piece of paper and I'm going to give you a pen, you know? Um, that is, there really is something, I mean, it's been studied pen to paper is, has such a healing effect. And healing. for so many women that I work with who can't afford therapy, I say, this is your next best bet. Just put yeah. it all out on paper, put it somewhere. Put it on paper. Tell your story. Tell your story in, in, in all of its glorious flaws, as, as I um, talk about. So the, there are different little tools that I work with and that I offer women. None of them, again, because there are many things that I like to do old school, none of them are hugely revolutionary. But they are very grounding. They mm-hmm. are about kind of returning to your person you know, and, and if many of us don't know, never really figured out who that person was, great. It's an even, you know, more of a discovery of trying to figure out that, where do we go from here? And so I have different kinds of writing exercises, different kinds of, you know, uh, role play things that I work with on them, um, survey kinds of things that I send them out into, well, okay, now you go ask your, your people, who are your people? Who's your, who's your community? Um, who's your tribe? And that was one of the things that I really liked about your podcast, Michelle, is just that whole concept of, you know, really it it takes a village and the, Mm -hmm. that support, um, process, it all becomes pieces of the puzzle. As I, as I tell my clients, I think there's, there's nothing better than knowing you have access to connect with someone who's been through exactly what you've been through. And that's why I have formed this community because I remember feeling so alone and I didn't experience infidelity, but I suppose the unraveling of a marriage feels like a betrayal anyway, right? So I remember feeling so alone and that's why I have the community and I appreciate you for pointing that out. So I don't know if you know yet, but I went ahead and did a thing. I wrote myself a little book and it's going to be available to all of you in January of 2022. That's just a few months away. And I am so excited for you to be able to get your hands on it. It's called Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict and Becoming Your Best Self. Now, I bet you're wondering what it's all about. That's a great question. It's pretty much like a what to expect when you're getting divorced, a how-to guide for moms, if you will. Here's what the professionals say. 
Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who has been through it and has come out the other side. Through Michelle's guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mother, and shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self. From co-parenting to dating as a single mother, you'll learn how to truly move on and create the life you deserve. Yes, you will. Ladies, check it out now on my website, momsmovingon.com, and you can pre-order it so you can be the first to get your hands on it. I have a question about therapy. I'm, I'm an avid like supporter and participator in therapy <laughs> for myself, for my mm-hmm. child, for my past issues, for my current issues, for all the issues. Right. A lot of women will say to me, that's just not an option for me. Uh-huh. Do you think a woman who cannot go to therapy can still work to get past these issues of, of infidelity and pain from betrayal? Sure, I think so. I mean, you know, therapy is a is a more uh, formal right process. the The process of moving through pain is, you know, is is age old, right? Is is historical, and how have particularly women, but how have human beings done it? Is that community support? Now, what I usually will say to women that either can't or therapy just, you know, we've got still a great deal of stigma around. And as a as a Hispanic, as a Latina therapist, there's a lot of stigma about coming into into talking to somebody and airing your dirty laundry and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I really encourage them to go towards people that are going to fill you. Because there is a difference between just having like a bunch of people around us, right, Michelle, versus people that are going to fill us or uplift us. People that drain you, again, that's a whole other conversation you and I can have. <laughs> the people that drain you, how we how we set those aside. So people that lift you up, where could that be? Whether that's through, um, you know, a spiritual or religious space, whether that is your community of of friends, if that has been something that hasn't been done, it could be through taking a course. There's so much online. I mean, I again, I'm still very old school. I like the in-person. I do. I have a practice that's in, in uh, South Miami. And I like the in-person, but there's so much available online now. Okay. It's really the concept for me of recognizing that it's okay that you've been hurt, Mm -hmm. that this is normal to feel devastated, to feel blown out of the water, so to speak, and that there are resources. Absolutely. I think just the act of wanting to step out of the pain, whether it's Mm -hmm. through doing some research online or, or talking to friends or engaging in something new. I think Mm -hmm. that in itself, if you're doing that, if you're listening to this and you're not in therapy, but you've joined that walking group in your Mm -hmm. community, just for a new experience, you're taking the right steps. And I think that should be applauded. The other question I get a lot, Gilza, is when, when am I going to stop feeling so hurt? When Mm -hmm. does this end? When will I trust again? Mm -hmm. And is there a timeline for this? Like, when do you see a a shift in the emotions or in the or in the pain or how does that work? Well, I'll I'll tell you, you know, we always have and in Spanish. We have a saying, Michelle, about tiempo al tiempo, you know, um, giving giving time to time and that like time heals all wounds. In in my experience, it isn't time alone. Okay, you and I I both. I love that you're saying that. 
you know, you and I, I'm sure, know somebody who's been divorced for 25 years. And if you talk to them, they sound like they got divorced yesterday. So it isn't only time. It's the process of really working through the feelings. So how much time will it take? It takes the time that you are able and willing to put into kind of resetting yourself. Like Mm -hmm. I said, resting, reflecting, really thinking about this, resetting yourself. You don't re-engage. These are kind of my four R's of, of emotional restoration. Okay, the you don't re-engage with other people until you've done some of this other um, part, these other parts and intentionally, intentionally stepping into those pieces. So the natural thing for anybody to feel is someone else didn't want me. I want to make sure I'm still desirable. I'm still lovable. Mm -hmm. I'm still fuckable for lack of a better term. So I'm Mm -hmm. just going to go out there and like try and land somebody else. I see this happening from the outside and I'm like, oh girl, you didn't take that time for your four R's or your resting or your recharging. What's Mm -hmm. the likelihood that a woman is going to attract the same type of pattern if she doesn't do this work? Huge, right? huge. I talk with my clients all the time about, listen, without doing the work on you, without knowing who you are, what's important to you, what are your negotiables and your non-negotiables, you will get the same kind of guy He will be Frank or Tom or Harry or Peter, but he's going to be the same type of guy personality wise. Mm -hmm. So that's a fabulous point, Michelle, because they don't it doesn't change at the core unless you do. Right. I didn't decide to change at my core until far later in life, Gilza. And Mm -hmm. I always used to say I didn't have a type. One was Latino and football player stature. And the next one was a nerdy little computer guy. And then the next (laughs) one was this and that. I don't have a type. And then looking back, when I started to finally work on myself, it was Uh the same personality, Personality. the same toxicity, the same ability to gaslight and cause pain over and over and over. So I do think it's so important that you take a step back and take an inventory of who you've allowed in your life. Friendships Mm -hmm. too. It's the same thing. If you've been like, mistreated in your friendships, it all sort of ties together. So that space is so important. Yeah, it does tie together because at the end of the day, it's your core that we're talking about. You know, who who are you, Michelle, and where do you come from? And that's how it ties back to whatever our childhood experiences are. I'm not, I'm a family therapist, so I don't focus on the blame or on the past, but I do look at that it's inevitable that we have to look at where we come from and mm-hmm. what our first primary social experiment was with, was within whatever we had as a family. Okay. And so from there we learn. So speaking of the family, one of the questions I get is, so what do I tell my kids that daddy met somebody else? He just, he just doesn't love mommy anymore. What's the right way to handle that? Well, I mean, look, that really depends on, right. The age level of the kids, the, the level of communication that there was in the family. Cause you'd be surprised how much information our kids know. And, and you think back when you were a kid my 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 brother used to put the little cup on the door because my parents were very quiet kinds they weren't yellers but my brother would put the cup on the door if he wanted to know what was going on so I used to sit at the top of my staircase (laughs) and my parents would be fighting downstairs in the living room and Mm -hmm. I would just listen and in the morning my mom would say no you had a dream it was the tv or something right exactly 
so you would be surprised uh, at what I, I generally tend to err on the side of telling kids the truth, but there is truth that is age appropriate. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need to tell your five-year-old that, you know, your father or your mother had an affair and left. Now a 12 year old knows that father or mother left a 12 year old is going to say, well, where'd they go? Right. Um, so it, it really depends on, on, on age and where things are uh, structurally, you know, in the family and emotionally in the family. I, I tend to tell, I tend to tell the truth. There's ways to tell the truth. We don't need to say, well, you know, your father or your mother was a horrible person and they left us. Okay. That may be how you feel. And that conversation you might want to have with me as your therapist, right? <laughs> not with your five, 10, not with 15 your year old kid. You know, the, the preservation, when, when I talk to women about preserving the image of their, of their partners, their fathers. So this is not for them. This is, this is for your kid to give mm-hmm. your kid the opportunity to really step into what's it look like to have a relationship? What's it look like to be engaged with another person? If from the age of five years old, you know, your father is, you know, a, a, a drunk or, or a womanizer or whatever, that's impacting your kid. Not So it isn't about making him look pretty. It's about how do we give your kid some time to transition through, you know, the stuff that life throws at, him, you know? So for yeah. me, a lot of things is wording and delivery. Yes. Delivery is everything. Everything. I, uh, in my new book, I talk about the delivery of my, my parents' news. And basically it was a what not to do. It was like, (laughs) Hey, so, uh, your dad has somebody else. Oh, here he is to pick you up for the weekend with that someone else in the car. Ah, you know, it was, it was this old school notion of kids are resilient. They'll adapt, but. And, 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 you know, in many ways we are, I mean, you're, you seem fine. Right. Many of us adjust and and hit the ground running. The concept is, though, that, you know, if we are going to be a little, you know, older and wiser and there are some other strategies that we could also use to to help our kids transition. Okay, I mean, we don't need to. I'm not a coddler. My my uh, clients will tell you that I'm very much my my approach is very, you know, solution focused. And it's very much about taking a look at our feelings and then. What what are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. How are we going to manage those things? Mm-hmm. So like I'm not about approach. coddling, but on the other hand, you know, I also don't have to do things, you know, like full throttle, as they would say. Right. You know? Right. Well, I think um, this information has been so valuable and I'm so glad mm-hmm. that we I finally touched on it because I know it's been needed and necessary. Um, I imagine people have plenty of more questions. Where can our listeners reach out to you if if they should feel so inclined? Uh, well, I have uh, joined the social media phenomena. Wow. So on, <laughs> this is a new thing for me here, um, but I am on Instagram and um, I'm at uh, Tough Love Healer. I love um, it. Yes. And my clients will tell you that that is my description as I am very much about, you know, loving tough love, you know, and practical, you know, solutions, as well as my uh, website, hillsafort.com. Lots of, you know, tidbits there and to feel free, you know, like you said, if you're struggling with this, if you're wondering if any of this stuff is normal, yes. And yes, all of it. Is. All of it. But staying stuck? No, 
there there's resources, you know, Re- reach out. Somebody's going to hold your hand. Absolutely. I'm definitely going to link um, your your website and the Instagram in the show notes. I'm so excited for that. I'm very excited that you're on social media because I think you have so much wisdom to share. (laughs) And let me tell you, social media is really the place for so many women to feel Mm -hmm. seen and validated. So I love that. And I appreciate your time today. Any final like last words for a woman who is just starting out on the healing process? I, I would tell you what I usually say to even to my daughters, my two grown daughters. I encourage you to breathe, just breathe into the situation and then believe, just breathe and believe there's there's an option. There's different paths to getting to the same place. And we just got to, you know, take some risks. Love it. Take those risks and and look for the tough love. Tough love always helps. For everybody listening, thank you so much for being here. I look forward to the next one. See you soon. Imagine a place to get all of the resources you need and deserve while going through the divorce process, from legal and mediation tips to expert co-parenting advice and heartbreak healing words of wisdom. Imagine a place that offered weekly words of wisdom and inspiration curated just for you by me to help motivate you and make you feel seen throughout the toughest days of your divorce journey. Imagine if that place also provided you with the opportunity to connect with other moms who are going through the exact same thing as you. That place exists and it's called the Moms Moving On membership community. With two membership options, you are guaranteed to find your village and thrive in this next phase of your life. Visit my website, momsmovingon.com and click on become a member to join our community now. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.